Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this day, Lord, for sending your Son to be our shepherd that seeks out his lost sheep. Lord, and the ones who have been broken, that he might bind them up. Lord, and that ultimately you would lead your flock home to be with you in greener pastures. Lord, we would ask this day that you break your words small, fit for our consumption. In your name we pray this. Amen. Throughout Scripture, there is a consistent theme of the relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. And the Gospel of John draws on this in the Good Shepherd narrative when Jesus himself tells the people, I am the Good Shepherd. And then in our Gospel text today in Luke, He uses this parable of the lost sheep where the shepherd would leave the 99 to find that one lost and bring them back to the fold. But this morning I would turn your attention to our Old Testament text from the 34th chapter of Ezekiel. You see, the beginning of this chapter serves as a harsh indictment against those that had been appointed, given the task, yoked with the responsibility of being the shepherd over God's flock. But instead of being diligent in that task and taking care of them and making sure that the least of these were cared for, the text reminds us that in their care they actually saw themselves fed first. As you eat the fat and you clothe yourselves with their wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, and the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for the wild beasts. And then as we begin our reading today, he says, Therefore, And we know that in that one word there is a changing of the tone. The direction of the text is changing and with it the entire dynamic of our faith. No longer to be left 
to be devoured, to stray out and wander, lost on our own. He says, therefore, I will be their shepherd and I will care for my sheep. The role of the shepherd is one of safekeeping to ensure that they are protected from that which would harm them. That they don't get too close to the ledge that they might actually wander off. To fend off any wild beast that would seek to eat them. But more than that, to actually also bind up the broken. And not just to leave it to fend for itself. says that they have strayed. They have scattered across the mountain and today God says, I will gather them, I will call them as one flock together. We come from different places. We bring to the table different bits of baggage and backgrounds and whatever else anchors us to this world and inhibits us from having our hope in the next. You see, in the days of Luther, the way that they would celebrate the Lord's Supper was that the priest himself would actually do the confession of sins privately so that he was prepared to then give the Lord's Supper to the people. The public corporate confession of sins the way that we practice it wasn't something they did then. And there was a sense that when you came to the table, there was this implicit act where you had already gone to the priest, you had confessed your sins, and you had been forgiven of them, and thus washed clean so that then you could receive the Lord's Supper in good conscience. But see, even as far back as Paul's day, we know that this was an issue. Paul writes to the Corinthian church and tells them that there are no divisions. And actually, because the issue was, they would set the meal out and they would have this agape feast, this meal that they would gather around as part of their worship. And all the rich folks that didn't have to work the long, late hours in the day, they would get there early and they would eat all the food so that when the rest of the folks arrived, there was nothing left. And so when Ezekiel tells us today that you have shouldered and pushed out of the way 
So much so, God asks, is it enough for you to feed on the good pasture that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture? And to drink of clear water that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet? In other words, there was this shoving and pushing to the side so that there was a hierarchy. There was an order that was to be followed. So that by the time those that were a little bit more broken and those that were a bit weaker and those that had to come from a farther distance finally arrived to eat or to drink, Not only were they getting the sloppy seconds, but they were actually getting the things that were trampled on. All of that stuff that we would seek to set aside, that we could not imagine placing in our mouth, that was what was left for the least of these. You see, the most beautiful object lesson in all of Scripture is when Jesus gathers together with his disciples to celebrate the Passover meal. You see, sheep played an enormous role in that narrative as well. A lamb had to die. Blood had to be shed for that feast to be shared. And in the Jewish mind, there isn't this sense of we're going to reenact this, but there is this idea of remembrance where you actually become a part of this narrative. You embody it. And so they gather around the table and they are eating this lamb and they have the wine and the bread and it says after giving thanks he takes the bread and he breaks it and he gives it to them and he says take eat this is my body in other words as we see in our Old Testament lesson today He takes on the role from not just being the good shepherd, but actually becoming the sheep. To take on the judgment that we were due. And then later, after they had finished the meal, it says that he took the cup, one cup, and we have the practice of individual. But in those days, there was one chalice, one cup that was passed from one person to the next. And the idea was, is that you did life together. You were bound together. And you weren't worried about if their lips were cleaner than yours or if yours maybe were cleaner than theirs. It didn't matter. Because the point being was that you gathered together around the same table with the same cup and the same bread. 
And there wasn't weak ones or strong ones. There wasn't fat ones or lean ones. There were just the least of these all in the same place. Because guess what? We are all broken, beaten, battered, and have quickly become the least of these. This is a heavy week. Monday, I don't know if you know this or not, was Suicide Awareness Day. But on top of that, it was also Buy Your Priest a Beer Day. And I'm not saying that as an indictment. But the reason I say that is because as many posts as I saw as a pastor about buy your, beer, buy your priest a beer day, it was also flooded with the death of an evangelical pastor who had been outspoken against suicide, who had taken his own life. You see, it's easy for us as people to feel like we have been drawn into the darkness to a point that we no longer see the other sheep in the flock around us. And then, 9-11, and it's striking because if you were alive on the day that that happened, it takes a different reality for you than it does for those that have come after. And in many ways, to try and explain, you have to relive. And you bear that weight upon your shoulders, and you carry it upon your soul, and you know how much that has impacted your life and mine. And you hear the way that Ezekiel says that the Lord's sheep have been scattered. And then, one of our own is sainted. As we mourn the passing of Sharon Janigo and we celebrate that we have hope that when we gather together around this table that the Lord sets amongst his sheep, where there is no weak ones or strong ones, there are only sheep. That within this communion of saints, it's something that transcends time and space and situation. That when we bring our baggage to the table, that we do so as equals. You see, the Apostle Paul writes and he says, when one member of the body rejoices, we all rejoice together. And when one member of the body suffers, we all suffer together. We are bound. And at the end of our reading today, God speaks and he tells his people and I will set over them one shepherd 
my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. You see, David had been long dead and gone. And yet, the one that he speaks of that is yet to come is Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that when he says, I will feed them, he literally gives us his body and his blood. He calls us to come and take his presence into our own as he has done for us. So wherever you come from and whatever baggage baggage you bring to the table today, you're in good company. Both past and present and future. Because this day and forevermore, God always gets the glory. Amen.